Welcome to Talk Card Radio, oh, ladies man. and gentlemen. My name is Marty Why Norman. Do you still think we're a f- radio Welcome station. to Talk <laughs> We're not a radio station. Welcome to Talk Hard Party <laughs> Partycast. Woo! Welcome to Talk Hard. The place where we hardly talk. Everybody sit. Okay, since Marty can't speak today, this is going to be an interesting. Welcome, welcome back to the Talk Hard Podcast, the number one podcast soon to be in the world. In the nation. Wait, um, wait, world. We're going world nation. domination. What are you thinking yeah, so I was, small I'm, for? I'm, I am thinking at the macro Jeez. level. Macro. My name is Marty Norman, by the way. This is Brian Gordon. Brian Gordon and... Brian Kendrick, our special guest, who you have heard about before. We've been talking about you, by the way. Oh, well. Often. <laughs> Nobody informed me of this. <laughs> Everybody say hello to Brian Kendrick live, man. I hope What's that up, you Brian? guys I hope you guys said good things. I don't know what part of my story what did you say about me? Well, that's really if you're gonna have to go back and watch yeah. the podcast. This is weird. I don't wanna I don't wanna say nothing twice. <laughs> now <laughs> Welcome to the show, Brian. Man, what's been going on today? Moving and shaking, you know, trying to fit into this. Trying to, I'm really just focusing on how I look. I know you need to quit looking at this. It's this cheating. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look at you guys. That's better, make it better because I'll get locked on myself. You, and I, I'll you get, literally, I, I, I tried to talk to you three yeah. times and I couldn't break your eye contact. I know <laughs> because you know, once I start make, once that magic starts happening, I can't look away. <laughs> I get it. I, I get it. It happens in mirrors, yep. in, in reflections, in windows. Yep. He's walking by the, the the store at the gas station, and it's the reflection in the window. And he's like, "Oh, hey, who's that sexy hey. beast?" Oh, that's just me again. You know, I hate to just whip it out there, but I'm going to tell you about a story of LSD and me and my reflection in a window in my room when I was a smaller boy, and I could see a, a reflection of myself within a reflection of myself, and each time it went backwards, it got more sensitive. Minister, and I got locked in there for like 12 hours, and then my mom caught me. I mean, this is a really true story. Really she come that. in to get me. She, she come in to get me and told me I had an orthodontist appointment. <laughs> <laughs> and it all started because my friend said, when you try this, you want to make sure you're not with anybody. Your first trip needs to be alone. So I hit oh, my, my parents' yeah. house. I waited till they went to bed. I took Who some Who told white, you that, Jim Morrison? Justin and and I took a couple hits of white blotter and waited for them to go to bed. And I thought that he ripped me off because he wasn't the most trustworthy uh, drug dealer. And I, I fell asleep and woke up tripping balls. I managed to shut the light off in the living room and slowly crawled to my bedroom. And that was my whole night was looking at my reflection in the mirror. So I blame this it's I know I'm not the most attractive human being on the planet. It's I think you're sexy. Yeah, yeah, for real. I feel so much better yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. I needed to hear that That's from what somebody. brothers are for. <laughs> you know how long it's been since my wife said that to me. <laughs> <laughs> I love you guys. I love you guys. Oh shit. True story. I can't make this shit up. I've been there. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I've been there. No, that so me too is They powerful. told me to do it around people that I trust, and so I had a bunch of friends, right? And these were friends I've been with forever. They got it for me. I was having a great trip at first. They, they put this fun, like, kaleidoscope-style crap on the TV, and everything was fine mm. until it wasn't. My buddy, who didn't really fight with his girlfriend much because he didn't stand up to her very much, but she was nagging at him, and he turned and went, chill, bitch. And it was like everybody in the room went, Ooh, and it was that sound <laughs> that was like, ooh, and I'm like, me- like everything like in the room melted. God. I looked at my buddy Robert. He turned into a skeleton. He's like, "What's wrong?" And he looked like a, just a, 
I, I started losing my shit. You're a good storyteller. I feel like I'm there. I started losing my shit. I ran to the bathroom. For, I used to wear cat eye contacts. We used to go to a rave a lot. I mean, this is like 19 years old when this happened. So I ran into the bathroom and they said, don't look at yourself in the mirror. And I looked at myself and I still had the contacts in. I grew cat ears. There you whiskers, go. See, it's not just me. And I started turning into a cat oh, I, and I got lost. There. I ended up peeing on the floor in front of the sink. Yes. Because you, I forgot on, what no, I was doing there. Hold on. Did you, did, was you, did you take it out or was you still in your pants? No, I was in my pants, but I was peeing like down my leg and onto the floor. Like I peed must have <laughs> two or three times. I got stuck. That happened to me last week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hope we're not talking about LSD still. <laughs> well, no, I, no, not the LSD okay, part. Okay. It's funny though. It's funny. I'm peeing right now. So. Yeah. See, yeah. I feel like that part of me was activated as a teenager inside the LSD. Oh, yeah. And now I'm five years sober and it's still there. You're psychologically <laughs> stuck there forever. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of things I think and I wonder, is this the LSD? Well, you got to think though, man, the 90s were a different time and not a lot of a lot of people out here that's going to watch the show might not even alive. Well, hold on, let's 90s. not prejudge. We might... You we might, might be. Not be if true. you are, you... Yes. Uh, My grandma you guys, might listen to this, okay? So, Well, just the, the 90s were a totally different time. It was full of weed and LSD, and some alcohol, and parties, and people hanging out, and having a good time, and... and relatively LSD. safe drugs, like... Well, at the time. Compared to well, today. Was, yeah, well, yeah, that's what I mean, like... Completely compared to today, and also, it was a time before, like, actual addiction set in. Mm-hmm. You know, it was the fun times, it was the glorious For times. us. For us. Oh, yeah. And Until it wasn't, right? But LSD, man, uh, holy... Man, in the 90s, that was a... That's all we did. Oh, yeah. That's all we did, and and I think it was a thing because you guys are talking about staring into the mirror. I think it was a thing. Yeah, I, I definitely no. Did it too. still is a thing. I still I, I do definitely it today. Did. <laughs> Cold sober, like I just want to make. I'm like, I wonder if she sees what I see because every time I walk it's by, it's called naked, body dysmorphia. She doesn't way. look at me the same way, and I'm like, I. I like it, this. So he, your wife catches you off an asshole. Oh yeah, standing like oh yeah, everybody does. Asshole naked. I get called out about it all the time. They're like, Brian, if there were no mirrors in this gym, would you still come here? Absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I mean, that's a true story. You know, grat- and we could get into this if you want. I know everybody talks about gratitude, but one of the ways that I stay grateful is only time that I really pop out my teeth is in the bathroom. <laughs> and I look at myself. Oh, I thought you meant like pop out your teeth. And I was like, you too? Because I have dentures. Yeah, so I actually do. I, I have dentures too. Okay. Hello. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, don't, don't, don't use drugs, ladies. No, I literally have like. <laughs> or you have dentures. I still don't have bottom teeth. I don't have broke. any teeth. Yeah, no. no I, my them. tops are dentures. My bottoms just don't exist no. because. But I don't ever take them out unless it's in the bathroom. Okay. And that's how, like, it's part of my morning routine. And it, it helps me stay grateful. <laughs> You know, they could remember, remember how bad oh, it yeah. got. Oh yeah, yeah. I made it. I, made it. I, have, I have pictures of you. I made it. And me. I made a TikTok video, and the the, the whole gist of it was, um, people look at me and say, "Was you really addicted to heroin for almost fifteen years?" And I just look at them and smile, and I got my teeth in. <laughs> <laughs> it got a lot of views. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Now just when you pops and babies out when you first got them, were you like totally self conscious? Oh, the story about this is madness. So I had 14 <laughs> teeth pulled at once. I was with it. I had all of mine pulled at once. And they, uh, the temporary dentures they put in, mm-hmm. horrible underbite. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It okay. was yep. embarrassing, yep. and they wouldn't replace it. So I had to go through that awkward, what, three, four months mm-hmm. with a horribly jacked up smile. And, it, yeah, it made it, you know, just 
getting dentures alone and having your teeth pulled is a humbling experience. Oh, yeah. Going through the pain. Yep. Oh, to top it off, I did it right before Thanksgiving. Okay. So, you know, there wasn't really much to enjoy at the... Mashed at the, potatoes are good. <laughs> that, yeah. that was it. That's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah, horrible yeah. pain. And after the pain went away, I had to deal with the, the embarrassment of the dentures that don't fit. Well, let's look at that, too, because I, I, that's one thing. I got a bottom denture, right? Okay. And I, and I want to fix my tops. We're renaming the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we, are, we are losing our audience. <laughs> well, okay, this is this is the direct Sponsored result. Sponsored by Polydent. <laughs> this is the direct result of, of drug addiction. Oh, yeah. Man, you know what I mean? And being mm-hmm. getting a little older. But, like, I want to fix my top. But, man, have you not seen people? And, and, and Brian, when he first had his in... Like, it changes the whole structure of your face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It changes the way you look. It changes it the way you smile. It makes because your gums aren't... Gums and next thing you know, and plus the yeah. white all oh, of a sudden, oh, yeah. and you look like the dude off Friends when he put the white the dench, the the whitening on for too long and yeah. you slept in yeah. him. Oh, I love you it. You know, and the, and the black light. You remember that show? You know? Yeah. So, it it, it was it. a good... You know, I think I wore them temporary ones for like nine months, but the, the end result... That's better than any yeah, any, yeah. any smile. Make I sure ever you had. zoom in real close, real quick on that, like Ding. back and forth. <laughs> yeah, mine are still the like actual life to glue them in and the whole nine. Like yeah. I still have to do mine every day. I haven't gotten the bolts yet. That's happening this year. But I uh, I remember too. when I first got them. Like I was sure that everybody knew I had dentures. Yep. Like when I tell people, they're like, I had no clue. Yeah. Like what? And I got I show them. Like I still don't have bottom teeth. And they're like. I would have never known. Yeah, right. my, but in my head, everybody in the world knew, and I was not only do so they know, they're looking conscious at me about it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I got one that's like it's like right in the middle because my dentures were set off because I was in a hurry, and so I my one tooth that's like right square in the middle, and everybody just calls me like the Tom Cruise of smiling because it's just a little crooked. <laughs> <laughs> my wife, I think nobody's my, really ever called you Tom Cruise. No, I'm serious. My buddy uh, James, <laughs> Jimmy. Say that you remind me of Tom Cruise because it also makes my like my lip actually sits crooked because it gets caught on the way they built the denture, so it is just a little crooked. Yeah, I might. I, I used little, to swear that everybody knew my little crooked smiles from a strobe from drug use. <laughs> you know, if if I didn't do what I do because I work in clinical treatment and I'm always my message is always we do recover. Yeah. My poor wife, though, you know, I made that video and it 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 caught thousands and thousands of views, yeah. and she's just like, you have no shame. <laughs> I, I do it, it. I do it if if my my glue's a little loose mm-hmm. at, at, at at evolve. I'll pop them out during group. <laughs> oh, I do it all the time. I like spin them in my mouth, and people are like, "What are you doing? I'm yeah. playing with my dentures. What do you mean? What am I doing?" Because I'm telling I'm telling my story. <laughs> no, right? What are you doing? What leads up to it is I'll be like, "You guys may not believe it. I don't tell you anything that I've accomplished to brag. I tell you that five years ago I was flying a sign trying to buy a nickel bag of heroin. Yep. Five what, years ago, what, I was, let's let's talk about that. I mean, yep. I think we should get into that. We, we've yeah. talked enough about dentures. Uh, people probably not interested in dentures and mm. our fake teeth. Really? Because I could go all day. Yeah. <laughs> So tell us about that though, Brian. Because five years, you, you've been clean sober what? Five years? Over five. October oh, was five years. October was five years, uh, and I remember it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just asking for the people. But tell us about that. Tell us what it was life was like before recovery. Before recovery. Well, I'll try to give you the cliff notes because I don't think we have. But what? Forty? How long is this show? As long However as long it takes. <laughs> so my bottom absolutely was absolute incomprehensible demoralization homicidal suicidal and i ended up in the west side of chicago i made a conscious decision to sleep on a cardboard box this is why we had a little roach infested apartment but 
if you know anything about heroin addicts, you would always, we would buy a lot. Sometimes we would hustle up $100 and we would get some, and the intention would be to wake up and have some so we wouldn't be sick. Yep. That never happened. Yep. Ever, ever. Yep. I don't think it happened one time. It was a 30-minute L-train ride to get to the dope spot or to get From to your apartment. Yep, from my apartment. And that's horrible, sitting on a cramped L-train, waiting on a train if you're vomiting and horribly sick like I was. Yep. So me and the hostage that I had, when I say hostage, I mean the girl I was running with. Yep decided that we was going to get a couple sleeping bags and sleep on a cardboard box downtown, which is where we begged for money, hustled yep. money, and then it was just a short ride to cop the dope. Middle of winter, and in Chicago, Illinois, if you haven't been there recently, on every corner there's somebody flying a sign. I would say 70% of the homeless population in Chicago, Illinois, is heroin addicts. This is my experience from what I've seen. It's everywhere. It's at an epidemic proportion. Yep. And there's a kind of a thing that goes on with homeless heroin addicts. Uh, you, can notify, you can notice when somebody that is homeless is high on heroin. They're nodding out. They're asleep. And people will walk up to you and be like, Daryl. Daryl, your name's not Daryl. They don't care. You know, everybody's name's Daryl. You yeah, know, yeah. whatever name you can think of. If yep. you don't wake up, they go through your pockets. They take your dope because there's a likelihood that you got some dope. Yep. Well, I was hip to this. I knew they did that. So my way to get get through it was I would take my cell phone, my dope, and my wallet, and I would put it in my shoe, and I would sleep on my shoe on that cardboard box. Well, I woke up one day. I had no shoes. I had no cell phone. So. I'm in a lot of trouble because at that point in my addiction, the only places I had to shoot up was my neck or my groin, and I needed to get into a public bathroom in order to do that. Very, very dangerous spot, especially your groin. Yeah. Yep, yep. Very so dangerous. I got no shoes. You're technically not even supposed to ride the L train with no shoes. So yep. I walked to a Dunkin' Donuts. I knew the people that worked there. I think they sold some pot out of it. They were right, right down the road. Sometimes they would give us the leftover donuts when they would close at night. I went there, and I asked if I could use their phone. I called my mother like I had 10,000 times before. Mm -hmm. and i don't remember the conversation was something like mom i'm gonna die out here you know there's snow on the ground which i'm i'm just guessing that she's had that call so many times she has it wasn't this specific story (laughs) (laughs) right like was it the same like because i had been down that road and we can go into that some other time but it was like the when my breaking point happened my mom was like you want to kill yourself kill yourself Yep. That was where she had finally gotten to because I'd wrecked my dad's van. I'd gone through his crazy shit, and she just did not answer the phone. Yep. And and that's where where it goes. She picked it up. I started to give her my story. She said, I'm sorry, baby, and hung up the phone. Now, you can't imagine. Gives me the chills. I get it still. 35 years Mm -hmm. old, and I'm enraged. I'm cussing her. I'm Mm -hmm. cussing God. I don't know. You know, this is just, to me, this could never happen. My mom would never do that to me, and it just... To, to be honest with you, I've been to prison. I've been homeless three other times in my life. But in that moment, I went from somebody that was hanging out with them people, like a vortex. All of a sudden, I am one of these people. Right. I'm going to die out here in the cold, a John Doe. Nobody's even going to know. Because until that moment, I lived in California. Mm-hmm. I lived in Florida. I lived in Montana. Whenever I got too bad... I was only a phone call away from coming home, getting a shower, hooking up with the people I grew up with, getting back on my feet. So I was just doing what I had to do until my mom stopped answering her phone. And I didn't get clean right in that moment. But in that moment, I realized my greatest fear, and it still is to this day, to absolutely be alone. Mm -hmm. In that moment, and I was, I mean, technically I was hanging out with all strangers. I didn't care if I lived or died. I was hanging out with the heroin and the homeless population. I didn't know anybody. 
I was two hours away from home, but it didn't click psychologically until my mom wouldn't answer my phone calls. Yep. And that enabled me to hit my bottom. I'm like, I'm going to die, and my daughter's going to grow up hearing about her homeless, junky dad. Yep. Yeah. So, legacy. Yeah. And that, and I'm assuming that your mom got a hold of uh, a program. That's why this happened. She finally, somebody told her. Al-Anon. Al-Anon, absolutely, yep. And she'll tell you. Somebody finally said to your mother in a harsh way, like, you're helping your son die. Yep. You are enabling his death when you give him $5, when you buy him a cell phone, a pizza. Yeah, can we? You're helping him die. I want to jump into that real quick, because if you're listening to this and you know someone that's struggling, I want you to know the truth. You can't do a f***ing thing. Period. Uh, Like, don't go beat yourself up. Don't go down that road of, I wish I could have. You can't do a thing for us the this bottom is, this line is, great. is i feel like we're really talking hard like <laughs> the bottom line is you can't so stop beating yourself up well, the here, best no, thing you okay yeah, the best no. thing you can do is cut him off like yeah, i'm not gonna the, watch you die uh, yeah. not only not watch you i'm not gonna help you die right. anymore and that's one thing i have conversations with first and foremost guys if if you are a loved one or anybody is struggling yes. like this is uh, one of the points of the show is, is to talk hard and talk about things that we can't say in normal our normal everyday life. But also, like myself and Brian Kendrick, we are co-founders. We are worker. We, we work for Impact Wellness, which is a treatment center who has three treatment centers underneath it. We have Evolve Indy Center for Recovery, Robert Alexander Center in Louisville, and Finley Recovery in Finley, Ohio. So we have resources for every person who is struggling with drugs or alcohol. All you got to do is message us, call us. Chris, put my number down below so they can call us. But Nobody said hi to Chris. They don't even know. Oh, guys, say hi to Chris Cobb. He's on the... I don't know what you want to... Say hi, Chris. <laughs> I love my that strong hand. hand. The, the, the point, the point to all of that is, is it's simple. Yep. Like I have these conversations with mothers and and wives and husbands and and fathers every day, all day, and they're always like, I'm like, okay, so first off, your son, your daughter, your husband's using, like, where's he live? What's he do? How, how does he how does he get his dope? How does he? And they're like, well, I I, I you know I, I got the you know I'm like okay, who pays his cell phone? I'm well, only I, feeding him. Is that okay? Yeah, I want to. You know, I can't I can't turn him out in the streets. I can't. I, I get gotta give him food. Oh, yeah. He needs a place to shower. And I'm like, okay, so all these things, and I'm gonna say this is gonna hurt you, but you're helping him die. Yep. You know what I mean? And that's a simple fact of all of it. If if a drug addict is, or an alcoholic is is actively using, and you're helping in any way. And they're not willing to get the help. You are helping them die. Period. In yep. the story. Because it wasn't until my mom wouldn't answer the phone. Now, my mom has been there for me. Like, I'm talking, when I say my mom has been there for me, when I was like 11 years old, I wrecked my bike really bad. My dad had the car. My mom ran barefooted a mile and a half down the road mm. and beat the ambulance. Mm. Okay? That's my mom. Yep. Always been there. Yep. When I called and she didn't pick up, and I tried to call my dad and find out what was going on, and I could hear in the background, like, no, if he wants to kill himself, I'm done. She's, she's I was like, who? I, w- I was mad at first. My first reaction is, well, f- you, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Because I'm still in the addiction, I'm going to play victim. Yeah, yeah. How dare and then, you? How dare you? Yeah, like, what are you talking about? Like, I did something wrong. I almost died, Mom. Not don't even, you get it? Like, And not it. even playing it. Like, you believed you was No, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah, no, I mean, I legit was mad. It wasn't like an act. I was like, yeah. how dare you? I almost died. Yep. She's like, yeah, I know. <laughs> and I know why. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then a week later, my dad fired me from a business that I helped build into yeah. like a multi-million dollar business. And I went, who the, who am I? Yeah. Like, what What have I done? Like, hold, wait, hold on. Like, my rock bottom was not sleeping, you know, 
on a cardboard box. I, I was still bean fed. I was still had a successful business in theory, even though yeah. all the money I made was going to dope. Um, it was that my parents, my family, it was like, yep. my dad was like, you got to figure it out, dude. Sorry. It's a one liner that will ab- that absolutely blew my mind because it's, it's true. Anything that we do that prevents a drug addict or alcoholic from hitting their bottom is enabling. Yep. It, cushioning that bottom. And I don't care, like bailing, bailing somebody out of jail. Yep. Uh, Giving him a place to sleep, giving him a, giving him a shower, buying him a pizza, whatever Unless it is, it's to it's, go it's, to treatment. Yeah, and that's the only thing. My conversation with the mom is: is if he doesn't like, it's it. You're going to treatment, yep, or I'm done. I'll give you one ride to treatment. You you going to treatment? Then you're on your own, or I'm done. Yep, that's it. That's all you got to say. And if it's if it's well, I I just need a pizza. Well, you got two options. One really, you're going to treatment. And here, let's call Marty. Let's call Brian. We'll get you some. Hopefully, they got pizza at the treatment center. They do. (laughs) They do. I guarantee it. Here's the thing is, here, I've been diving crazy into this whole, like, science behind things, right? Like, I'm really, I'm digging deep into the bind right now and trying to understand, like, how everything really fires and rewires and how all this stuff works in an effort to help myself and help others. And there's a thing that they talk about activation energy. Mm. And what it is, it's the amount of energy that is required. They Chemistry uses this. It's the amount of energy that's required to start a chemical reaction. But it's also used in psychology as it's the hardest thing to do is just to get the ball rolling. Like imagine when you first push a car and it is dead stopped. That first burst of energy feels like you are going to get a hernia. Right, right. Once you get the car rolling, you yep. can push it for miles really as long as there's nothing fighting the force. But if someone hits the brakes, you're not going to make it 10 feet before you're out of energy. Inertia. So that activation energy is the hardest part. And I remember having these conversations with my mom, you know, once I finally got clean and my life was turning around and I switched that addiction mode in my mind to instead of being addicted to drugs, I'm going to get addicted to myself and I'm going to find what I I need to fuel this fire inside of me. Cause I always had it. I just completely lost in, you know, drugs. Let's just be honest. My doctor once said to me, how can you expect to ever, because I always wanted to be a bodybuilder, and he was like, if everything in here is messed up, how do you think anything down here is going to respond to it? Yeah. It's so while connected. you're taking all this crap, your body's never going to respond because it has no idea how. So you're going to the gym and literally doing nothing for yourself until you get all that crap out of your head, all the chemicals, all the substances. Like, you have to get clean. But I broke my arm. Doctor said I was going to be taking the pills the rest of my life, and I was scared. Scared that I was, I was legitimately feeling like, as soon as I got sober, my arm was going to be on fire. Mm. Now I live plenty of weight. I don't even think about it. Half the time I forget I broke my arm. But I had the conversation with my mom, and she was like, what could I have done? Mm. Nothing. You know, it still chokes me up every time because I just like, nothing, mom. Nothing. You couldn't. You, you did. Like, you, you, you did tried. Exactly. What you did was <clears throat> cut me off, and I finally realized, <clears throat> what have I done? Because the strongest thing to do for an addict is when a loved one is finally done loving you because you don't want to love yourself, that'll hit home. Yeah, And it's the hardest thing to do. Like, I get it because I catch myself in it when people reach out to me and they're like, hey, and I got to play that game where I'm like, dude, you got to get help. I'm not, I can tell you what I did and then that's it. Go do it or I wish you the the best. The thing about, like, when, when a loved one cuts you off. Mm-hmm. It was like Brian said. I'm sure it's true for you too. It's you. You don't get clean that minute. No, like you got to test that. Oh right? yeah, you're gonna sure. test it. <clears throat> you got to find out. Okay, you say that now. Yep. But tomorrow I'm gonna call you and I'm gonna tell you how hungry I mm-hmm. am and you're gonna help me. Or tomorrow I'm out. I'm gonna call you the next day and say I'm cold. You got to help me. 
and and you're gonna you're gonna out, help me. You're gonna stay out there a little bit longer, just yeah. out of anger yep. and resentment. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, fuels, that fuels you for a long time. Yep. But when when a loved one, mom, dad, whatever, finally says I'm done, and they stick to that. It usually isn't long before that addict realizes, like, holy shit, they're serious. I'm going to try for one more time. I'm going to try one more time tomorrow. I'm going to call her crying. And if she says, I'll come on home, I'm good. Well, it's because, you, like you said, you finally realize you're actually alone. Like, yeah. the first time I tried to get sober, I found out who my friends actually were. Yep. Because when I wanted to hang out with people, once I had finally, like, gotten over that hump, all of a sudden, nobody wanted to hang out anymore. Well, I can tell all you. All my friends I, were I, gone. I, I promise right? you Because I didn't have anything thing. to offer. I didn't have any dope for them anymore. I promise you one thing. I never had any friends while in yeah. addiction. I never had any friends. Yeah. I mean, honest to God, looking back, you can't tell an addict that. Well, it depends on your definition of a friend, right? Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, we're, we're so broken that we think, you know, these toxic relationships. Well, the friends. abnormal becomes normal. So yeah, we think that's, that's normal. That's, that's a friend. Yeah. yeah. Oh, 100%. Birds of a feather. Yep. Yep. I don't love myself. You don't love yourself. We're both seeking the same means to escape it. So yep. we team up because two heads are better than one. Absolutely. I mean, and for at least the last 10 years, maybe my entire life, that was that was who I surrounded myself with. Whoever was doing whatever I was doing at the time. Which is throw your middle finger in the air. Yeah. Say F the world. Yep. And, and then come join us, yep. and we can do it together. Whether we were seeking booze, seeking meth, seeking heroin, I was in that circle. We would team up ways and means to get more. Two heads mm -hmm. are better than one, and we would accomplish that mission. And, you know, to the best of my ability, I would have told you I would have died for them people. I believe that I love them, but, you know, it takes some self-improvement, self-development, some self-awareness to be able to realize that until you learn to love yourself, you cannot love anything else. Anything. Oh, now, not even your kids. If you'd have looked me in the eye and told me when I got here that I didn't love my mom or my daughter, I would have probably swung on you, right? Yep. Yep. But now I know in reflection and in hindsight it's absolutely true because every time I reached out my hand to somebody, I was seeking. Even when I was reaching my hand out to God. Oh, yeah. Seeking, because I was broken and empty. When I was being nice to my daughter, it's because I was guilt. I wanted her to like me. I want. I needed her love, and that's not proper parenting. Right. Let her, let her get up, stay up till midnight, eat sugar whenever she wants, mm -hmm. do whatever, because I knew that I wasn't a good dad. But her saying, you're the best dad in the world, made me feel better, just like the drugs did. Yep. It was this outside thing controlling your inside environment, which is super dangerous in theory. Right? Yeah. Like, if that's all we're ever looking for, eventually the world's going to let us down. Yeah. Because if that's all you're ever looking for, it's not all good out there. And if you get so uh. sucked into what's happening out there, then everything starts to control it. And, and then when the, the bad happens, it has a totally different impact. That's the story of my entire life. I, I didn't realize it, but it wasn't that I wanted you to like me. I needed you to like me. Needed. And yep. I, I hung out in so many, like, I, I skipped state. I went to different states. I went to prison. Everywhere I went, I become somebody else, whoever yep. I thought y'all wanted me to be. Because if I can get you to love me for a minute, then maybe I would love myself. And I did that in every relationship I got in with a woman, every different environment, different circle I was running in. I was losing my authentic self. By the time I got here, I had no clue who brian kendrick was oh yeah you gotta see it. you guys ought to have been around for that stage that that <laughs> stage that year when brian was finding himself i'm talking like you know everything from sleeping out in in the garden to, to meditating in the garden where people were driving by i mean just everything i, I grew an entire yeah. garden just on meditation. And, and a, uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> he grew a garden. He grew a beard. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was good. It was good, man. And that's that's kind of what everybody should be going through in early recovery. It's yeah. like, who am I? Cause it's exciting, right? Because you, you, you well, stop growing the minute you start using, and most people's magical age is 12. I yeah. don't know where that. I mean, I have a good idea of where it comes Puberty, from. But yeah, it's mental, like that's when know, chemical the imbalances. frontal cortex is finally starting to get to a point where you're starting to understand thought a little bit more, and it gets real chaotic because now this is fighting. Like your your subconscious is fighting your conscious at this point, and it gets real confusing, right? Yeah, yeah. You've had what you've been told to believe, and then what you're now seeing and thinking on your own, and it's not making any sense. It gets real scary. Yeah. So I understand. It's a tough it. time. It's definitely a tough time as an adolescent, on in, in male, female circles whatever you guys are identifying as now i'm still going to stick to male and female but <laughs> awkward pause yeah i'm still going to stick to <laughs> the male and female side of things but the reality of it is it's a scary time right and so you stop growing the minute you start alternating your mind with some sort of substance right you're numbing it you're doing all these things mine was weed and i remember like being scared thinking i had aids because me and a bunch of the kids in the neighborhood were doing weird stuff and i thought i was gay and i thought all these things like that. i was i had all these crazy thoughts and then i got high and everything just shut up yep Absolutely. And I was like, holy shit. When you have... This a- is the cure. I'm 12 years old. I figured the world out. Well, right? And I was high I, when that happened. Too, I, right? I think that's the thing, too, is like I think parents are having the wrong conversation mm-hmm. if they're having conversation at all with their kids about they're how... They're not. YouTube and TikTok are having the conversation. 100%. And that's you know what? Exactly if that's the way what, it is, and put your it. damn kids on here, and we'll tell it what it's really all about. Yeah. Like, I'm fine I mean, with that. I mean, the truth is, we're having wrong conversations, or they're learning it from TV or YouTube or whatever else, and the conversations, if they're talking about drugs, is one glorifying drugs and alcohol or two drugs are bad don't use drugs it's going to be horrible this and this and this right it's just like and then the minute you're 13 and you do a little bump of of cocaine and you realize everything they said was a lie because you're like holy shit this is awesome Right, or I smoked my first joint, and you're like, ah, this is great. Everybody's been lying to me. Right. But well, you got to think. I think the conversation needs to be, though, is like, hey. When this, you do drugs, when you, it's when going you to try. be f-ing amazing. Yeah, you're going to love it. And this is where you're going to go. Exactly. As this a is side the con- This is yep. the consequence, right. and this is what could happen, and this right. is what most likely will happen. Yes, but have the honest conversation, right. man, you know? I have a lot of kids. Let's let <laughs> let's not shit all over it. Not everybody does drugs, okay? That's true. That's true. No, you're right. No, you're right. You're there right. There are, but here, here's here's what I think plays into it. And, um, and first and foremost, before you go any further, guys, you don't have to do drugs. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. No, that's not, not what I'm saying. I'm saying yeah. that please don't. The, the I mean, odds are stacked against the the effort but if we're, because yeah. of especially society and the access to it nowadays. Like Absolutely. the odds are definitely stacked against your children. So if you allow them the space, and when I say when you do, it's like. I don't want you to. I don't support it. Well, let's also, but if let's and when also you make that about, decision, talk, we need to be honest with each other so that this conversation is. can exist Absolutely. as you go down this road. And I'll yeah. tell you, and let's I'll just t- not forget that alcohol is a drug as well. A thousand and it's percent. Running, it's ruining lives. It's still the second leading cause of death in America. Right. Heart disease and alcohol. I believe. Google. No, heart disease is definitely, which cracks me up because stress is the number one leading cause to heart disease, and yet we are stressing the f*** out of everybody right now. Yeah. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to America. <laughs> you want to talk about the real pandemic, we'll get into that on another yeah. podcast, and you're definitely going to be here for that one, too, because <laughs> as we were talking about this, and, and we spoke about gratitude today, and we were talking about like that spiritual awakening stuff that happens and when you first get sober and, and diving into that and, and needing gratitude for it, and then as that happens... Let's be honest about the world out there right now. Everybody that has no idea what gratitude is, 
is going to come try to kick you in the teeth. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I'm like, cool. These aren't mine anyways. I'll just get another set. But like, <laughs> Which we talked about earlier. <laughs> like, cool. I'll just yeah. go buy another set. I'm cool with that. But what I mean is like, you're going to get attacked. So you, if you don't mind speaking about this and we can edit this out if you do, but you recently got attacked. Oh, you want to bring that out there? I really do. You want it attacked, don't you? Well, it's, 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 no, uh, I don't want to attack I, if you're open to it. Walk the middle ground a little bit. I don't know how to do it. I don't know how to just slightly no, like, it. No, like what I mean is like, well, we were speaking about it before this. is like we can just stick to the concept rather than like getting too far to one side or the other, right? It's it's you have a belief system. Let's just leave it at that if you don't mind so that we don't go well, too he don't, far. He don't like, even mind telling his belief system. Yeah, like, yeah. you know what I mean? is like, and I love your belief system, and you can speak openly about it because I'm the same way. Like, I'm Christian. Even, even, I want to say this too. Even if I hated your belief system, I still feel like you should talk about however you want to. <laughs> you know, I, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, his, so, his belief system and mine is different. And so, I still love and respect him. Like you, just tell the story. Let's just be honest about it. That's what we're here to do. And if you don't mind sharing, let's be a little bit honest about kind of what came to fruition and what triggered you happened, to yeah. want to speak up. Okay. We're going to talk hard. <laughs> this will never see it. It won't ever get aired. I'm a, I, went, <laughs> I went to, I went to my, I have a nine-year-old daughter. Yep. And we just recently transferred. We went from a small community in Columbus, Indiana, up to Indianapolis, Marion County. Whole different world culture for my children. Yep. My children uh, ride horses, fish. They're, they're country kids. Yep. And I am by no means anti-city. I've all, I get called the city boy there. Mm-hmm. It was my idea to move to the city. We have a, we have a, it's Christmas time, right? Or, yeah, so I thought. Christmas time, I'm going to a Christmas play for my nine-year-old daughter. Well, I, let's talk about what is cr- Christmas. What is it essentially? What is Christmas? Christmas to me as yep. a Not to you. What is it? It's what a celebration, it? right? Like, it's a, it's a celebration, celebration of, of Jesus and the, what the, the, so the three wise men came down Christ and they presented gifts. Right. That's what I'm, yeah. It it's like, the, Christmas has the word yep. Christ in it. Right. I guess it depends on who you ask that question Right. To. And that's the whole point to this is like, then people go on Google and they believe because they found something on the internet that that's now the truth, even though I can go on the internet right now, write a crazy ass piece, see SEO the crap out of it. And then you guys are going to think, I know what I'm talking about. Well, here's the thing too. Here's the, the thing too. If you disagree with Brian or myself or, or my, the other Brian, <laughs> I'll go by BG. Either or, Brian's, yeah. and you disagree. I, I'm like I'm open to yep. hear it down there because yep. I, I, you know, I'm not really open. I, I will respect you for your beliefs, and, and, and I'm not going to hate you say if you believe something. That's just that's perfect, and that that's the ideal. But that's not right. the way that's the world not the works. Reality right. of what's happening. That's right the now. way yeah. I am. So. so yeah. Anyway, I go to this Christmas program. When yep. I get there, I realize that it's not a Christmas program. It's a holiday program, and yeah. that that's still okay. I'm not incredibly irritated yet. Going through the play, they don't sing one of our... I'm, when I say our, please know I'm talking about Americans. I'm, I'm saying the way I grew up. Historically, what has been celebrated during Christmas time yes. has been certain carols, and we used to go sing these carols and shed and spread the joy. To, yes. And you used to be able to sing outside of someone's house without the threat of getting a gun pulled on you or egg. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like... Yes. What we used to do is was like the fun thing to do. We go sing Christmas carols. Yes, yes. even even ones. Uh, I remember Christmas plays. Like, they were amazing. Yeah, even one there like Jingle Bells. Uh, there are Christmas songs mm-hmm. that aren't necessarily religious. Yeah, didn't hear any of that. Yep. Um, all the songs they sung, I didn't know what it was. The theme was tropical holiday. Okay. They're in beach attire, throwing a beach ball around the, the stage. They've okay. got the little kids reading um, words off a 
off a sheet, and the way it was constructed, it was it was so politically correct and non-offensive that it just I didn't get no joy out of it, and I felt like I was in the twilight zone, and yep. I'm looking around at everybody, and then I'm like, well, am I wrong for feeling this way? You know, I saw a post. Well, no, let's take it a little bit further. Okay. The following week, on Tuesday, my nine-year-old daughter comes home from the same school, and she's got a piñata and uh, little crafts that they made in school where they're studying all of the different world religions that celebrate during this season. Okay. So I'm getting a little bit offended. Yep. I'm scrolling Facebook. I see a post that talks about... Uh, being tired of this happy holiday stuff because saying Merry Christmas might offend somebody that the true meaning of Christmas is Christ and they're trying to take remove Christ from Christmas. I copied, paste, I added a few emojis on it, yep. put it on my fan page, mm -hmm. and it exploded. It exploded in such a way that it has, to this date, it has 37,000 comments, and I'm not, I'm not downplaying this when I tell you that I bet you there was less than 500 that were positive. Yep. And then they took it further, and they went into my inbox on that page, which is what it is, sending me satanic pentagrams, calling me a racist, calling me a sexist, going on our family Christmas photos and saying your dad's a idiot. Um, I had people that got my number off my page. It's there for people to reach out for help, yep. attacking me, saying you're, you're a recovery advocate, and you don't know this, and you don't know that, and, and just attacking my whole family. I'm still, like today, I got a hell or praise Allah, and just everything you could think of, and it, it is what I it just, is. I, I just don't understand, like, and, and I'm, I could be wrong, I don't know, I, but you can that, be. I've actually seen it happen at least a few times. At least once or twice, right? But it's the day that we celebrate, and, and, and I'm not a Christian, I'm not, a, I wouldn't call myself a Christian. I absolutely wouldn't. I have a higher power, I believe in a, in a God, and, and I would not call myself a Christian. But that's, the December 25th, is the day that we celebrate and we pray, whatever, Christ. Yep. It's Christmas. Right. So, and, it and, I, and, and that doesn't offend me, and it shouldn't offend me. I loved, when I was a kid, we had Christmas plays. We sang Jingle Bells. We had plays that had God-related, Jesus-related stuff in it. Mm -hmm. And I, I, if that would be like me. Go, I don't know. What's, a, what's another religion's holiday? Uh and saying well, well the, there there's Kwanzaa, I believe. Okay, and so again, me going on Kwanzaa, Kwanzaa day. and then there is Hanukkah. Hanukkah me going then, me going on Kwanzaa day uh -huh. and saying this is not Christ and this has nothing to do with my belief system. My belief system right. is Jesus Christ, right. and this is a horribly offensive. Why would I do that? Why would anybody do that? That's their day. This is their day. This is their day, and this is their day. It's been an attack for a while, right? Like, yeah. this was happening after I left high school. Like, it started. I started noticing they'd taken out the Pledge of Allegiance because it said yeah. God in it. Like, and one nation under God, even though it still says it on our money, right? Yeah. They haven't taken it off the money. Because now I'm you're messing surprised. with something totally different, right? I'm surprised. You haven't yeah. taken it off the money yet it because enough God people still have that real belief in the small amount of people that are stuck in this simple mindset yeah. is the way I see it. Like, you're just closed-minded. You can hate Christmas all you want. Like, cool. One less Christmas gift I got to buy, right? Like, and whether, I don't care. And, and 
and here's the thing. I have studied all the world religions. Mm-hmm. I think they're beautiful. I love culture. I, I I found funny when somebody said praise Allah and isn't that the god of um, the Muslims? Yes. Like yeah. it's not a bad thing. I'm like, no. cool, praise Allah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. All right, praise Allah. <laughs> Buddha, yeah, everyone they're trying else. to attack you with it. And That's I'm like exactly. That's what it is. And th- yeah. there was nothing in that post that attacked anybody or attacked anybody else's beliefs. But th- this is my belief, and I'm holding on to it. And it was my page that I made that post on. I believe that America was founded on Christian principles mm-hmm. and that for that reason. Everybody has the right to celebrate and and be and, and free speech and all of that stuff. It, the every Constitution. Pr- yeah, the, that's what it was founded on. Right, and that's you have the right to believe what you want to believe. Right, like you that's have how it was right. founded, and that's how we've been. You no, have the right to celebrate. Twenty years of being raised a certain way before it started to shift. Right, so spend twenty years in a mindset, and then as you're watching it evolve, right, and you're not against the others, but now they're just they're wanting to take away. And not allow space for all. And yeah. yet we're supposed to be a diverse country, and yet you're not allowing space for one. Yep. Right? And please, please don't let it get misconstrued that I have a problem with my daughter learning about all of these different religions. 100%. I think that's great. Right. But they can't teach her about ours, and we can't say Merry Christmas. It has to be Happy Holidays, so not to offend anyone else. Right. I, it's almost like, as Christians... We don't have no culture anymore. We've got to be ashamed about it. And and you have to know that I, did, I didn't make that post. I copied and pasted it, and I had no idea the amount of hate and rage. Like, people, people were going all the way back to our old live shows. They were stalking my page, going back and, and coming and attacking stuff that was, that was five years ago. And I, I just... I simply responded, man, I must have really rented space in your head to go back that far just to attack me. Go back know, here's what I don't understand, and, and the reality of this is, like, if I say Merry Christmas to you, and you don't believe in it, and you say Happy Holiday to me, I don't get mad at you for it. Yeah. I'm yeah. telling you based on my beliefs, and you're responding based on yours, and those two worlds should be able to exist, because me saying Merry Christmas is not me trying to offend you. I don't have a clue what you believe in. I don't even know your freaking name. Yep. Right? Like, I don't I know what's going on in your world. This is my belief based on something positive and you can just respond with yours. And then I'm like, okay, great. Yeah. That's where they stand. Well, I'm and I think awesome. that's, I think that's where this conversation needs to, to, to stand at is like, doesn't like I am here. You guys are here. We, we, I lo- I'm just like you guys. I love different cultures. I love different religions. I have studied a few of them myself. And I think all of all, I don't even know if even, even Satanism, has its good points to it. Now I'm going to get crashed for this, right? <laughs> every, you know, every every religious than religion that I have looked at has its great things in it, you yeah. know? So Absolutely. why not be diverse in everything you do and learn and and, and you take into your mind and, and then yeah. come up with your own. Well, every time somebody said to me, you know, this whole like heaven and hell thing and and my response has always been the same because I I do believe in God. I believe that he literally runs my life and I believe the path I'm on right now and the whole belief behind my thought process is that that's my way of speaking to him and he speaks back and he answers my prayers because I pray every night right and I pray over others and I've, I've seen miracles and so they say believing is seen and I've seen it just because you haven't that's fine I'm okay with that like that is your thing but my response is always I would rather personally this is just me because when I die I'm the only one that's got to deal with this that if heaven isn't real and I die Okay. Yep. 
If it is, though, and I chose the other side of the fence believing that it wasn't, I don't like the consequences that come with that. And so and, I'd rather die and be wrong on that side of the fence personally, not to mention, I mean, you go into old Testament, new Testament rules and all this other crap. I am the rule breaker of all times, right? Like my mom couldn't tell me not to do something. I am Mr. Rule breaker, but that is my discussion that I get to have with God period. Yep. So if you don't like the way that I go through life and my religious beliefs or, or spiritual beliefs or whatever you want to put the word on them with, that is my problem. So let me deal with it. Right, I'm not right. telling you not to believe in heaven because, oh, well, you know you're going to go to hell and all these other things. and da, da, da. I don't go down that path. Yep. And that's where... Because that's not my problem. That's the way... This is where this conversation goes. The way the world is today and everybody's so ultra-sensitive and super easy to be offended. They took that post and said that I was saying that I thought everybody needed to share my beliefs. No, I just don't think that I have to tailor my whole my, our whole society around right. to not offend somebody. Right. Why does everything have to change? You don't, I mean, you don't understand these Christian values. Not saying Christianity. Not saying that you have to confess your sins to Jesus. Yep. I'm saying the values and the principles are what gave us this freedom and this beautiful country and the reason that you could throw in a... That you could be offended. The, the freedom to be offended. It was, yep. And now we're... It's just a strange world, and I feel like we don't have any culture. You know, I want my children to learn about Jesus because I'm a Christian. Yep. I don't mind them learning about other religions, but yep. the fact that they can't even talk about Jesus... That bothers me. Right. The pick and choose. Yeah. So we're we're on this path of people being so negative. It's it's insane. Like again, and I'm I'm gonna have you bring up your post because I had to go through fourteen different pages. Um, just two. But anyways. <laughs> um, Brian Kendrick live, everyone. Yeah, so just Brian Kendrick nowadays. I'm sorry, just Brian Kendrick. We're not even live now. But I know him as live. Yeah. Because he's li- Live, why? Because I am live in, in real life. And so you posted something last night talking about the 1900s, right? Yes, sir. And it speaks about if you were born in the 1900s, literally at 1900, when you were 14, World War One begins. It would end when you were 18, with 22 million people dead. Shortly after that, the Spanish flu kills 50 million people. You come out of that alive and free at 20. Then at 29... Now that you survived the global economic crisis, the collapse of the New York Stock Exchange, causing the some of the, at that moment especially, severest inflation that they'd all seen, unemployment and hunger. Then at 33, Nazis come to power. So now we're in 1939, or 1933, so then in 1939, World War II starts, and when you're 45, the Holocaust, 6 million Jews died. Now if you're doing math in your head right now, we're well close to... What is that? 50, I, I, 60 I, I, million people? I, I, don't, I don't do no, math. No, that's, that's about 86 million people. I don't do math. Sorry, that's over 100. Jeez, I'm even bad at math. As I'm going through this, it keeps getting worse. Okay, over 100 million people have died in your... In your lifetime. And you're now 50. In your lifetime. Yeah. It, it, growing up in this time, growing right? Growing up in the, So, basically, the as you keep going, it just keeps getting worse. But today, we're complaining. Yep. We're complaining about this thing right here making you one of the smartest people on the planet. You have untapped information if i had this in high school whoo i'd be in harvard right now you know what i mean like i don't you have literally access youtube is making more millionaires than ever seen money is in an abundance in reality the ability to you know back even in our our, even in our earlier days it was hard to get into hollywood now you don't have to now you just skip hollywood now with the new evolution of this whole um 
I thought they I, I seen a post the other day. It was a picture, two part picture. One was a millionaire in the nineteen eighties. Yep. And it had a Wall Street broker yep. on it. I was that. like the only way. And then it showed the other picture of a millionaire today, and it was some 20-year-old kid at his computer. Oh, they're making 13-year-old millionaires that are playing video games and making these fun little things, and I love it. Like, I love that that space exists, but it's like, what are you complaining about? Cars Uh, drive themselves. You have untapped information. You have untapped income potential. You have more real information than you have ever seen because science and all these people do not stop studying for you. They're not doing it for themselves. They're trying to share valuable information. Back then, they believed that once your brain was wired, you were screwed. Yep. Now we're starting to understand that you're not, and now we're starting to really fight this stuff and... Well, that's the we thing. Untapped it, access. It, it, to stuff. it goes back to the victim mentality. It goes well, back to what this, are you complaining uh, about? It goes back to the victim mentality and, and being offended and and complaining and blaming other people for your problems and not not you know because you look at other people and they're successful so therefore you got to attack their success mm-hmm. because you think that it's somehow going to benefit you and it's just a, it's a world of the of the victim mentality. You I've know, been, I've been saying that to people lately. Sorry, I, I, I can't I can't help well, myself. But, I've had some people around me that are, they get into like this complaining situation and I'm like, hey, your victim is showing. <laughs> what, what if the, the, the very tools that you're describing, what, what if this stuff that we're talking about under the false pretense of connection and connecting the entire world is actually doing the absolute opposite and oh, keeping us go. in isolation and making us all miserable because we're not spending time together we're not ever present we have access to all this information maybe there was always people complaining everybody else just didn't know about it a thousand so now, percent ooh, but all with the great g- power ooh. comes great responsibility and that's my point with that is like we now have that power which comes with great responsibility and the reality is most people are unresponsible idiots <laughs> 